Welcome to the Hidden White Podcast. This is episode 688 with Dr. Alison Eyring. Enjoy. Welcome to the Hidden Wise 30-minute power segment. I am passionate about creating a lifestyle that minimizes suffering and regret. The purpose of life is not simply to survive, but to thrive, and I believe we do that by creating a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Each week, I'll be delivering a 30-minute conversation with a guest expert on a topic that they are knowledgeable and passionate about with the purpose to inspire and educate us all. I don't have all the answers. I'm simply trying to figure life out. And through greater awareness and understanding, I can put into practice what I learn to further my life's progression. I can't give you your life's map. I can't show you the way, but I can assist you in discovering your why. I can help you define your life's compass to guide you purposefully to act on and pursue your life's desires. And from there, watch happiness ensue. My guests are the experts. They are the people I learn from. They provide the inspiration, education, and methodology that we can all benefit from in better navigating the ultimate life. Without further ado, let the show begin. Today's featured guest is Dr. Alison Eyring. The topic is growth. Alison is a global thought leader on building organizational capacity for growth. Founder and CEO of Organization Solutions, Alison, an endurance athlete and trained organization psychologist, has 25 years of experience in large-scale organizational design and change and executive development. She works closely with top global and regional executives from Fortune 500 companies and some of the world's most innovative high-growth companies on leadership and growth. Today, we are talking about growth with Alison, both on the personal level and on the organizational level. I hope you enjoy this special interview with Alison Firing. Hey, Dr. Alison, <laughs> welcome to the Hidden My Podcast. How are you? It's great to be here, Lee. Thanks. You prefer just Alison? Yeah, just call me Alison. Alison, or hey, hey you. Hey uh, you. <laughs> Um, welcome to the show. Look, excited to have you here um, to talk about your book, but also the topic of the conversation today is growth. And I guess that's um, quite aligned with your book. So the book for the audience listening out there is called Pacing for Growth, Why Intelligent Restraint Drives Long-Term Success. So tell us a little bit about um, growth, Alison. Why is this topic important to you? Well, you know, growth is important to me on, on many levels. Mm. It's important as a as an individual, just because I love to grow. I love learning and growth. Um, it's important to me in my job because my company works with organizations around the world, helping them address their people and, and uh, organization challenges of growth. So, you know, and if you look at it, uh, the importance of growth, it's in every aspect of our life, right? Personal, professional. So I love it. Okay. Um, and is that why you wrote the book? I mean, is it, it's aligned with obviously your occupation and what you do there? Yeah, so it's interesting. I'm I'm a scientist, so I'm an organization psychologist, and I spent my life writing very boring things. And I was a couple of years ago. I said I want to write to leaders. I want to write to people who want to just talk and think about these concepts. And so um, I decided to to write something that was a very dear and important to me, which is about growth. And uh, the way that I was able to express my ideas was by really drawing from my experience as an endurance athlete. And I think that that really helped me to articulate and to tell my story. Okay, cool, cool. So did you, um, I mean, is this something that, is there, is there a reason why you've gone into this field of, of 
curiosity and, and research as far as being a organizational, um, what do you say, psychiatrist? Psychologist. Psychologist, sorry. Mm. Oh, to be honest, uh, I went into organization psychology because when I was in college, there was a really convenient course that was on Tuesday and Thursdays at a certain time. I signed up for it and then I loved it. And I asked the woman that was teaching it, what, how, what qualified her to teach? And she said, oh, she was working on a PhD in organization psychology. And I said, ah, that's what I want to do. And I, and I did. And it, that's been almost 30 years since I did that. Okay. So you've sort of combined both the growth aspects of your personal and professional life and put it into a book to share with others some key concepts about growth. Mm. And, and what, what do you hope, like after reading the book, what do you hope the reader would take away from this? Well, I, it's been so fun to me to talk to people who have read, read it. And what I love is that people take many different things. Um, for leaders of organizations, what they come away with is, are some simple ideas around some very difficult issues. You know, growth leaders really have to balance this, the need to drive the business to perform, to transform and build capabilities for the future and, and not burn everybody out. And so they get a lot of ideas how to do that. Um, what has surprised me is the number of people who have read it and found and come and told me that they were inspired. Uh, and I think it's because, you know, I'm not, um, yeah, I'm not a 20-year-old uh, athlete. I'm an old mom. I'm a CEO <laughs> of a company. Yep. Um, you know, and I do uh, ultra-distance running and uh, half Ironman and triathlons and things like that. And so, uh, you know, and I'm and I'm average at it. But I keep going. And I, I there's so few people in my category now. I'm almost always on the podium. You know, and I, I just love it. And I what I find is that a lot of people when they read it, they love that part of it. They love those stories that I share. They love. I think there's a lot of uh, th things I share about energy, which resonates with a lot of people, because I think people these days are busy. Uh, we're busy mm -hmm. in all aspects of our life, and we often don't think about, how do I manage my energy, and how do I have energy for the long term? Hmm. How, how, can I ask how old you are? How, I'm 55. 55. An old mum that's an average endurance athlete. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's very unfair on yourself. Well, and I'm feeling like a really bad mom because I took my 16-year-old daughter out this weekend to ride and uh, was teaching her how to clip on and clip off the, the shoes, and she fell and hurt her knee so badly she can't dance in her school show. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm feeling like a pretty bad mom right now. Huh. That's, uh, that's interesting. I, um, I remember my mate started uh, riding road bikes, and I said, oh, no, I'll never do that. Um, and I know we just spoke about it pre-show. I've just been measured up for the size of bike I want. But I remember him telling me when he first jumped on, he, he plugged his shoe in and um, fell off and fell over. And um, he kept doing it for a while there. And I just thought, oh, that doesn't sound like fun at all. So I've got this bit of fear um, of jumping on a bike and doing it myself. But um, <laughs> there you go. Your daughter's done that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so you have, um, you know, you're a bit of an endurance athlete. You've, um, and I wouldn't say an average at all. I think anyone that can do, um, you did a half Ironman recently, which um, you just yeah. give me the stats, 1.8K swim, 90K bike ride, 21K run um seven hours um that's a long time to be you know putting your body through that experience so um i don't think that's that's average at all uh, maybe in the in the game of iron man challenges it is i mean i spoke to one of my first episodes on the hidden white podcast was the iron cowboy who i'm sure you're familiar with 
um, mm. James Lawrence, you know, he's, he's incredible. But um, I, I still think, you know, the average person to run a, uh, an Ironman or half Ironman, um, yeah, is, is, is not that average at all. Well, I'll tell you something. One of the things that I, well, what I love about endurance sports is that it's really a lot about will and strength of, of your, or your willingness to endure pain and uh, to, to try out to be disciplined and to continue to try and do more. And that's one of the things I always say to people, no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, um, you can learn how to do endurance sports. When you say will, I, what do you mean by will? Like, do you mean like willpower or do you mean like more of the, the mindset? Yeah, I mean, I think it's about having a desire to do it. It's about having uh, motivation and focus. Motivation, you know, one, of the, yeah. one of the things I talk about in the book is I have these rules of intelligent restraint. And, you know, the first one is focus overrules vision. And I think that a lot of us have big ideas and dreams and hopes. And and that's great. Those are We need those in our life. We need mm. that why, right? And then we also need focus. And so that's one thing I've learned from endurance sports is that vision will get you to a race. You know, it gets you to the starting line, and then it's focus that gets you across the finish because you, you have to have focus. You've got to have discipline to train. You have to say no to things that seem appealing, but they cut into your training schedule. Um, you have to adjust your life so that you can fit that. So I think that that's a that's one of the important things I've I've learned, and it's something anybody can learn. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, there's there's myself included. I mean, we're all out there with our dreams and our visions, and um, you know, conjuring up what we desire. But um, when it comes to actually taking the action and being consistent and disciplined um, in our approach towards that, um, it's it's another thing, isn't it? But um, so, talk to us about focus for a second here. Um, cause you threw out a few elements there, discipline, mm. um, energy, focus, motivation. Um, how do we go about, cause I think for growth, that's what we need. Yeah. We need some, some level yeah. of focus. We need vision, but we also need that, that focus piece, which I guess is aligned to, to action. But can you sort of, I'm just throwing around a lot of different elements here. Can we, can we put some more sort of structure to it? Sure. Uh, well, what I what I always talk about when I talk about focus is that it starts with a prioritization. And the thing about priorities is that there something's only a priority if you say no to other things. It's just like I say, strategy is only strategy if it tells you what not to do. And so, a lot of times, we don't say no to anything. Therefore, we don't really have priorities, and that then makes us not have focus. Um, so. That's the start. That's the one one thing I would say about focus. I think the other thing is that once we start to create patterns or habits around that, it changes us. Uh, and, and in a physiological way, you know, running when you run, it changes your body. Uh, it it shapes your muscles. It shapes how your body connects. How the the how you move, um, and then that influences how you run. Hmm. And so that, you know, it's, it's just the same thing like in life, right? If we have focus and we start to repeat actions like being kind, you know, we, if we start our day acknowledging people and setting a positive tone, that start, that habit then changes how we think and how we act throughout, hmm. through the rest of the day. So I think focus is super important and growth leaders are really good at not only having focus for themselves, but also helping others have focus. 
Okay, so when we're talking about getting focused, I mean, you talked about priorities there and, you know, a lot of people um, find it hard to say no, so we're saying yes to everything and, and our <laughs> demands are quite high. But I don't know if I entirely agree. Like, I, I think perhaps it's not a matter that we don't know how to say no. I think perhaps we um, just say yes to all the wrong things or perhaps we don't know mm. what's important and what is really aligned with our vision compared to, yeah. you know, what we should be focusing on maybe and saying no to. Right. What are your thoughts? That you're, well, I think that's a great point. You know, you've got to be real clear. What's your purpose? What's the What's the purpose of the organization? Why are you doing this? And then making decisions around that then becomes easier. Otherwise, it's it's mm. very difficult to know that you're saying no to the right things. So if you have a dream or a vision or there's a some sort of, you know, organizational goal, so we can talk this on, the, I guess, the personal level or the, uh, the company level. Um, if you have a goal, then you need to look at that goal. So that could be the vision and then look at how you're going to get there, what you need to say yes to and no to so you can really be super focused. Mm. Is that right? Well, I, I think that helps, and I, but I think that in any time you're more than one person, then it means that you have to spend time with people getting agreement so that the goals aren't just about one person saying this is important. In any kind of organization or team, you require the group to have that shared view. And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we spend, we focus a lot on the individual uh, and not thinking about the team or the group. So they have to be in a great, they have to have the shared vision. They need to have shared priorities. Um, they have to be aligned to those. And so collectively then they can um, build the capabilities focused. that they need and stay focused. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, great leadership quality is, is um, inspiring that vision throughout the organization. It's not just um, making a, a, you know, an outline of what you want to achieve and then saying, go do it. You have to really inspire others to buy into that vision. Mm, definitely. Um, and I know I, I just spoke to another gentleman about, um, you know, long-term success of companies and that is a big part, you know, having people buy into that. So that, I guess, involves collaboration and really making them understand what the vision is and, and having them being a part of that vision. Um, and I guess that, does that sort of, that leads to the motivation that helps us uh, retain that focus? Mm. Well, a lot of things can motivate us, mm. uh, but definitely goals are one of the biggest drivers. So having shared goals within a group are really powerful for getting things done. So what what breaks our focus? I guess we, we could look at it from a different angle. What what takes us away from focusing on doing what we must do so we can you know, reach our visions or goals or dreams? <laughs> well, I, I can share one little story that I, I love to tell that has to do with where we focus. And um, it's just, it's an experience I had years ago. Um, I was training for a 100K race, and I would I ran with a friend of mine, and sometimes we would run in the jungle, and we'd start our run around 5 in the morning because we live in Singapore, and it's really hot. So when you're going to train for many, many hours, you want to start early. So uh, Matt and I went to the to the area where we're going to run and it's dark and he forgot his headlamp. And so I had the headlamp. And so he ran next to me and we were running through the woods and it was kind of rocky and it was, there were roots everywhere. So when I would lift my head up and my light shone ahead, we could 
we could focus on the long-term horizon. We'd start kind of going faster. We're like feeling good. We're going, we're, we're running. And then suddenly we would trip because we lost the visibility <laughs> of what was under our feet, right? So they, you know, Matt would come crashing into me and I'd look down and then suddenly everything was dark around us because I was, I was looking down and it, and so the, the light was on our feet. And so suddenly we would be going slow, but we could see, we felt safe because we could see what was there, but we lost all perspective from around us. Yeah. And I'm, I've always remembered that story. I love I that, like that because yeah, it's pretty cool. I think it's not just about one thing. It's about, we have to be able to look at our feet and we have to be able to look to the horizon and then we have to do both of those at the, at the right time and, and, um, in the right balance, um, because we have to go as fast as we can, but not so fast that we trip hmm. or that we don't have the capabilities to sustain it. Yeah, I really like that. That's a good way to look at it, and it makes yeah, it sort of puts it into a bit of perspective. Um, but again, going back to that, you know, this is all about growth, and if we want to achieve yeah. that growth, we have to have that level of focus, which requires some prioritization. It requires some discipline in, in taking certain actions and and really building those patterns and habits. Um, what stops people? Like, what are the common areas that stop people from maintaining that level of focus so they can have that growth? Mm. I think on an individual level, a lot of times we don't think about managing our own energy. And when I say energy, I don't just mean the the typical things we think about, like, you know, do I eat well? Do I sleep? Yeah. Do I avoid bad things? Um, but I think there's also mental energy. Um, do I... Do I uh, re- do I find my passion and what I love and what I get excited about? Um, do I replenish my energy? You know, we're, we're our, one way to think about our ourselves is like a battery, right? And we know, for instance, from research that when we're tired or when we're when we test our willpower, it makes it harder for us to make certain decisions that are difficult. Um, and so we also have to understand what how, when is our own battery low and how do we restore it? And for some. A, a nap might do that. Actually, the older I get, the more I love naps, and I'm a big proponent of it. Um, but sometimes it's spending time with people we love that love us. Um, so that gives us energy, and it helps us recharge our battery. So I think those are the, the we have to think about managing our own energy, almost like a strategic asset. And then, you know, the other aspect is just conserving energy. Sometimes we do too much. Well, it we goes do, back to the prioritization, we, doesn't it? Exactly. Really? Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing when you're going to, so when you're going to do like a marathon or any kind of race that takes more than say three or four hours, you don't start out at your fastest pace. You you really think about what's happening and what's coming up. You make sure that, you know, you want to be able to optimize your performance throughout. And then you don't want to kill yourself because you want to be able to do it again a couple months later. So you want to be thinking about how do you pace yourself and how do you conserve energy that allows you to sustain? And I I think a lot of us don't, we don't think about this at work. We don't think about our own energy and how we can manage it. No, no, absolutely not. In our personal lives too. And you're right, we we take on too much. We don't know what's, I guess we we take on too much and then lose lose sight of the vision and our priorities go all over this place. And then our energy is drawn thin and then suddenly your focus is is just wandering away. You're getting distracted. You you know you're not quite there, and that's yeah. going to affect your your mindset and ability to um, again stay focused. Yep. Hmm. Um, so managing that energy. So what are your sort of tips on on doing all that? Well, um, 
I guess if I think about it, like the three categories, one is around conserving energy. And one mm. of the things that I do is I um, make not to-do lists. So I'm, I'm really great at making to-do lists. But what I'll do when I start thinking about what I need to do is I start to say, what am I not going to do? And I regularly cull activities from my life. I try to say, what are things that I'm doing that I can simplify? Or for instance, I buy almost all my clothes from one designer and it's, that's it. I don't worry about what I wear. Uh, because I know that these clothes, they travel wear, they look fine. It makes my life easy. So I try not to spend energy on things that don't matter so that I can have it for things that do matter. Um, so that's the conserving. I think on in terms of replenishing energy, I really try to put things in my calendar that allow me to do different things. So for instance, um, in my work, some of it is I'm just having, a, I might have a day full of meetings with different stakeholders, but sometimes I really need thought time. I need to really be able to think and reflect. Mm. And so I schedule that time. Yep. And I find that that's really important for me to have very deep thinking. Um, and that helps, so that not only just helps me think better, but it also is restorative to me. Um, and you know, the best thing for me, honestly, is spending time with my puppy. Um, and I, I always, I call it puppy therapy. Actually, she's an old dog now, but, um, I think there's, th- there's pets, there's children, uh, husbands and wives and loved ones that help us, uh, recharge and re-energize. And I always remind, have to remind myself how important it is to invest in those relationships. Yeah. Okay. So conserve energy, replenish energy. Yeah. Um, and, and, the, and renew. renew. So replenish and renew. And renew is really about just connecting with what you feel passionate about and making sure that you're living the life that you want to be leading. Yeah. It's interesting. You, you sort of touched on a couple of other things there, like, you know, relationships. And, and I think that's a really important part of our life that we often um, neglect. And I think, you know, if it's, if it's good for helping our, our own levels of energy and that helps us with our visions, then it's, it's a, another good reason why we should maintain positive and healthy relationships. Mm. Yeah. I know the, the first time I ever trained for a hundred K that was, it was really hard for me. I was, uh, you know, I, I started K take. <laughs> it takes a whole day. Uh, that's a, that's, that's far. Um, yeah. but you know, I would do training runs. I would be out training for 10 hours a day and, and I had two little girls at the time and, you know, my husband was great. He would, you know, I'd get up early in the morning, I'd leave, I'd go with my, my backpack and go off. And he would, he was fabulous partner to me and he would stay with the girls and he played with them all day. And, you know, I'd come home and I'd be stinky and tired and, you know, he just was so supportive and loving. And I always have appreciated that a lot. And I think that that we can't do great things without people around us that help us. Right. And they give you that space to, to do that, but also help you with that, that energy and, and yeah, conserving energy, replenishing energy, all the above. Um, And I used to run with my daughters in a backpack. So I always say to new moms and dads, you know, bring your, let your kids be part of your routines. Man, you must be staunch <laughs> to be able to do all that. Uh, look, fascinating stuff. I think growth is um, certainly, uh, it's going to be in my new book that's coming out, but um, I talk a lot about growth as a, as a fundamental um, human element that it will allow us to live with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness 
in life. And I certainly think whether it's on the organizational level, I talk about more on the individual level. If we aren't experiencing growth or progress, um, there's going to be a lot of lacking in our life. And uh, I think it's an important thing to to talk about and to read about and to learn about and to, to keep developing ourselves. And certainly what we've talked about today is, I, I think, great, you know, to look at just the simplicity, uh, the simplicities of it, to have a good vision, to know what you really want. That's helping you identify some sort of purpose and, and what's important to you. And from there, you can really uh, develop that focus by, um, you know, watching where your energy lies. That's right. Well, I can't wait to read it then. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick your your book in the show notes. Um, I'll let you know when the uh, the book comes out, but I'll stick your book in the show notes. So guys, um, check it all out at thehiddenwhy.com. This is episode 688. So um, jump on there and grab a copy. And you can also reach um, Alison Iring. How can they reach you, Alison? What's the uh, website? They can that you know they can find me on all social media. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter at Dr. Alison Iring. Um, yep. And Your if they website? go to my company website, they can they can find us at organizationsolutions.com. Okay, cool, cool. Any final yeah. thoughts on growth? Well, I think about that when you train, if you always do the same thing, your body stops developing. And I think that the key to growth is to have variety and challenge. Yeah, yeah. It's always... Mixing up the experiences, not just doing the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Love it. Cool, guys. Thanks for tuning in today. Alison, thanks for coming on the show. And everyone, until next time, peace, passion, and peace. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been able to take something away, something to help you create a more meaningful life, a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Guys, if you love the content that I produce here at The Hidden Why, there are a few ways you can support me. Firstly, connect with me. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can connect with me online at thehiddenwhy.com or via social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to connect with you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, feedback, suggestions, or anything at all that you'd like to ask me, you can reach me at thehiddenwhyguy at gmail.com. While you're there, guys, make sure you subscribe to thehiddenwhy.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be kept up to date with all the new episodes and happenings here at The Hidden Why. If you love what you heard in this episode, guys, or any of the others, please share the love. Share it with your family, friends, and anyone you think that might get some value. If you haven't already done so, you can also leave me a review on iTunes. Simply head over to iTunes, type in The Hidden Why, click the Ratings and Reviews button, and leave me a short message plus a one to five star rating. It helps me reach more people. Once again, guys, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to support my show. Until next time, you know what to do. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose, and in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is the Hidden Why Podcast. My name is Liam Arnoldsey. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.